It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello to all. Welcome to Divas at Care Network. I am Joyce Benning, and I will be your host for this very invigorating, robust lifestyle show. I would like to thank each one of our listeners who have tuned in today and the ones that will be listening to our podcast. I am so very grateful for each one of our listeners, and I am just Overly excited today to have with me my returning monthly diva, Kate Nelligan, and she is going to speak about self-care for caretakers. Kate, could you please introduce yourself and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself today? Sure. So I am an equine-partnered life and business coach and also animal communicator and healer, as well as author and speaker. And so essentially what that means is I partner horses and also goats uh, together with humans in personal and professional development and really to help people return to their authentic selves and uh, express themselves from a place of greater emotional intelligence and energy uh, awareness. And I work on the ground with uh, horses and humans together in workshops and private at a ranch in Longmont, Colorado, but I also travel for that as well. Oh, how awesome. Wow, I love that. To greater become with their emotions and to help them to work through issues that they may be dealing with. Well, that is just perfect. Fits right in to our topic today. I will just kind of let you, how would you like to start telling our listeners about the experiences you have about self-care for caretakers. Yeah, so one of the things I've just been noticing recently is that a lot of people are going through things, whether they're caring for their animals and they're going through, um, I've seen a lot of horses having some challenges recently with colic or being in the hospital or, you know, even some loss and grief that's happening. In addition mm-hmm. to humans taking care of elderly parents or um, kids that are having a hard time adjusting back into a school environment uh, or even just taking care of themselves, coming, you know, going through everything that's happened here with uh, the state of the world over the last year and a half. And so I just started to think, a little bit about what can we kind of discuss in this area to give people some some what I call life hacks to be able to first of all understand what's going on and then to really know how to work with it on a daily basis. Um, and I have a couple things that I do that I feel work really well for self care. So I just wanted to share those tips. Um, so yeah, I want to. I would love to dive into that. Oh, oh, that sounds fantastic because yes. As you said, caring for animals, caring for others, and everything that has happened in the last year's time, I feel there's a lot of frustration that goes on in the world right now, and people are feeling frustrated. How is is that one of the um, emotions 
that you can help people? What are some tips that you can give them to help deal with this? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm noticing that too. Even in a, I've always driven a very peaceful city here in Colorado and it's really changed. I've seen road rage that I've never seen before in the three years that I've been here. So it is definitely changing. Um, And I think that also I don't want to forget leaving out the huge category of caretakers, which are the front line who are really working in hospitals and healthcare right now, um, dealing with what's going on with, you know, a global pandemic across the world. So I think that ultimately, you know, frustration is a stress response. It has anger as a piece to it. And anger is always masking some form of hurt. And hurt is always masking some form of love or care. And so if we're able to move through the emotions, we will eventually get back to love and care. And it's important that we don't kind of bypass what I would call the shadow emotions or the darker emotions like a frustration or anger response because there's information in them for us. And it's good to sit with that and to to know what that is and to understand ourselves better and have compassion, you know, that that's even there in the first place because we've all had things change on us. We've all had things that are have been outside of our control. And especially when we go into a caretaking place, whether this is a role that's natural for us, right, like a nurse practitioner, mm-hmm. maybe very natural for them to mean caretaking, or someone who's not in natural. I've had some clients come recently say, it's not my natural way of being to be a caretaker. Um, <laughs> so, you know, if we've been thrown into these situations, we have to start with just the awareness that um, it's a greater responsibility and that can cause stress. And when we're in a stress response, we go into fight, flight, or freeze, or even fawn, and to know kind of how we're dealing with it, right, and whether we're we're trying to, we're fighting by letting things out and screaming or frustration or road rage, or we're freezing and we're just sitting and watching Netflix for many hours, right? It's important to know how we handle these stress responses. And I think caretaking of others can really help us also um, occasionally get to a place where we we come into a form of like self-abandonment, which is why I wanted to talk about self-care today, because I just find that we get so depleted And then we can't really take care of anyone else. And we then form resentment. And really care is a high level, um, like it's really a high level spiritual practice to be able to care for someone else. It's a deep honor to be able to care for someone else. And if we hold it from that place of it being a gift, it, it actually can start to just change our perspective. And we can become less frustrated if we start to see it as actually a really huge gift and spiritual lesson that we're able to provide care for someone else because it means we have more. It means we're a little more empowered and it means that, um, you know, we're available to be a service, which is huge, right? Yes. Yes. Um, Oh, I just love that, that uh, to look at it in that aspect that we become more empowered and it's a spiritual practice really i know i relating back to the animals being having the honor to take care of the animals as their caretaker and provider i mean it's it's such a rewarding feeling is how i would describe it for myself personally rather than oh this is i got to go do this i got to go do that i got to have water now no i feel like it's it's something that i 
am I, have a privilege to be able to do it. And it, it does help empower you when you look at it in a different aspect. So I love how you said that. That was just beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And it's so neat that you hold it that way. I've been thinking about this over the last couple of months because I went from having my animals in a full care place at to being in the same place but under self-care and having to mm-hmm. fill waters and clean, you know, and muck and, and feed and all mm-hmm. these things. And and I've noticed how I can either hold it from a place of just get it done and frustration and, uh, you know, I don't want to do this to shifting to a place of like, wow, it's really, it can be really rewarding to see them have clean water and to know that their home smells good and looks good and to know that they're grateful, whether they say it out loud or not. Um, Just knowing that I'm providing safety and I'm providing cleanliness and I'm providing um, care and consideration. And so I think one of the pieces to move out of the frustration is to acknowledge ourselves. And we don't often get acknowledgement from others, especially if you're taking care of an elderly parent who maybe isn't fully functioning, if there's Alzheimer's or there's other some, you know, physical issues where there isn't an acknowledgement. Or even like I just mentioned with the animal, they can't always just say out loud, thank you, in human language, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> they can show it in many ways. And, you know, those of us that can hear them can hear their thank yous. But ultimately, mm-hmm. we get to acknowledge ourselves. And, and really pause every day and, you know, whether we have a gratitude practice or not, we can also have an acknowledgement practice where we start to just scan back through the day for a minute. And I like to always start these new habits when you're doing something else that you would normally do. So if you're driving home from a barn or if you're showering in the evening or even as you're, you know, making a meal, it can be something where you just take a couple minutes and acknowledge yourself for what you did for the day. And it's it's not any form of gloating. It's really just this acknowledgement of um uh, of seeing yourself with love, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Oh I, I totally agree with that. It's kinda like you're almost saying to yourself you're grateful that you are capable of doing this knowledge that you were able to do it. And it's it's a job done, and you were the one that accomplished it. And to me, that I know I say quite often, well, I'm just grateful that I can have the ability to be able to do it, to care for the animals. In my instance, it's the animals that I care for. And just taking that moment to, to thank even yourself that you are able to do it. So that is that is just beautiful, and it only takes a few minutes out of the day to do it and it makes such a difference in your life so yes i i love that (laughs) yeah and it's a simple it can be a hand on heart you know and just breathing in and out of the heart space and just even silently or out loud saying i acknowledge myself for x for y for z um i give things to myself for x for y for z and it can be even the smallest thing like if you were cranky and you still smiled at someone at the store you know and it can it can really start to shift the focus because part of what i'm seeing lately in this kind of somewhat divided world which you know to me feels dangerous the more we divide and so it's really about instead of looking at what someone else is doing wrong which we can see a lot in caretaking or if we look at the frustrations of what's happening and we just focus on that side it can get the negativity can really build, right? And that lower vibration can 
affect us. So it really comes down to how do we laser focus on the silver lining, the blessing, because there always Mm -hmm. is one, even when something's really difficult, even when my cat passed this year and I was his caretaker through his death process, there still were silver linings, even though it was the hardest thing I've ever been through. So Mm -hmm. I think that that's the piece is like, how do we, how do we start to acknowledge rather than have any level of guilt or any level of blame, right? So-and-so is taking up all of my time. Well, what if it's so-and-so is giving me the opportunity to be of service, to be connected to something greater than myself, right? And something that is more of that full energy than this, the ego that wants you know, immediate gratification. So it's, it's really a, it's a different shift and it's a shift in perspective, but I find that that's really where we start before we just start, you know, self-care isn't just bubble baths. And I love to say that. And I love my, my salt baths, but it's not, that's not necessarily going to shift us out of, um, out of, it it is not sustainable, so to speak. That's a one-off situation when as often was the we do it, but ultimately this daily practice of seeing the world a little bit differently and seeing ourselves differently is that's the belief system that then changes a lot of things for us. Yes. Yes. And I love the service to others. I mean, that's gives, whether it's human or it's our animal family or which family it is, it's service to others. And that's what in your heart really touches it at least in my heart that's what touches it is when i know i have been able to serve someone else and then it really mm-hmm. makes you feel good all over and it it helps as being a caretaker you're actually taking care of yourself in a lot of ways by being of service to others if that kind of makes sense to our listeners <laughs> It does. And I remember in psychology in undergrad, one of the professors once asked us all to see if giving was ever really, truly altruistic. And it was such a great philosophical question that we all looked at, which ultimately when you give, you do receive. If you're really in the space of of giving, and my Marilyn's used to talk to me a lot about unconditional giving, which is different to unconditional loving. And it really is that place of being able to give from, you know, without needing something back, you know, and without, with just knowing that we are source and we can give from an overflow. It's when we get depleted that we don't want to give. And I've gone through some of that this year myself where it's been like, and I see it a lot with a lot of um, sensitive and empathic people is they're just exhausted right now. And so thinking about giving is something that they can go to. And I think that that's also fair and a great acknowledgement of current situation. And then it becomes giving to yourself is the most important thing so that you can get back to a place of having more energy and motivation. That's that energy awareness piece. So I like to work with clients on energy management practices, which is where, what are you doing that's really depleting you? And what are, how can you either do it, delegate it or delete it, right? And so that stuff doesn't drain you. And then also conversely, what basically fuels you, what basically turns on the battery and um, 
recharges it and replenishes it. And for a lot of people, at least my clients, because they want to be outside, it is about nature or it is about connecting with their animals. And so it's just then, can we give ourselves permission to do more of that? Right. And and nature is free. It's the, it's the best free system in the world. Um, and so it's just a matter of carving out some time for it. And even having lived in a city like Los Angeles um, and or New York where there's a lot of concrete, there's still parks. There's still little creeks. And there's still usually within 30 minutes to an hour really great nature centers as well. And so it just does become a, a time of of uh, carving out the space and time for it and knowing where to go and maybe having even a list of spots to get out and to get rejuvenated because nature is pretty much always thriving. And Mm -hmm. so we get to go and see that even if we feel like things inside are not right. Even if we feel like the human world is a little broken, nature's doing, Mm -hmm. nature's doing okay. (laughs) We can go out (laughs) and learn from the animals and learn from the landscape and the trees and start to see that things are just in cycles. And that's another piece with a lot of the caretaking is usually pretty much it can certainly, certain things can last for a while, but with a lot of caretaking, it is temporary. And so it's important to remember that this too shall pass, right? This virus will pass Mm -hmm. at some point. And so there is a, there's a process to it. And so it's a mat, it's, you know, being patient and staying compassionate are another two emotional intelligence skills with this as well. Oh, oh yes, definitely. Well, I like, like you said earlier about acknowledging, acknowledging yourself. I mean, if you feel you're getting drained and figuring out how to do the energy management practices, what is going to revitalize you to be able to go back into that state of being thankful that you can be that caregiver, that caretaker. So, yes, those are some excellent tips and so simple. I mean, I'm just like that. Getting out in nature is just, it's just magical because, I mean, the seasons are still changing. The trees here have not changed color yet, but they will in time. And the beauty that you can just see, and like you said, even in the city, you can find that little bit of nature where you can, if that is how you revitalize yourself. I know some people say, well, I like to just sit down with a book. Well, you have to just carve that time then to to find what does really revive your energy. That is just beautiful. Well, when you talked about the animals in nature, it just made me think too, how do you, as a coach and how you work with healing, how do you incorporate the horses in to this healing process of helping these caretakers to get through as they struggle through some of these tough times? Yeah, I love that. So ultimately, the animals are very good at knowing how to stay in a parasympathetic nervous system and to do rest and digest. So when we sit with the goats, we watch them, you know, go from playing and foraging to resting and and chewing their cud. And a lot of people are like, wow, just watching them do nothing is restorative. And it kind of gives them permission. It's like, oh, yeah, the rest of the animal world is not running around <laughs> trying to do all the time, right? We're human beings and the animals are beings. And so we're reminded really fast that being 
is a restorative solution and that it's basically it coincides really well to all the doing but I think a lot of people think being is just sleeping I know I did for a long time I was like sure I'll (laughs) I'll sleep (laughs) and sleep is great in fact I heard something the other day that said one of the best ways for employee engagement, because I also work with companies, is to focus on, besides just aligning values and um, growing emotional intelligence, they were talking about rest, really caring about your employees getting rest. So rest, without a doubt, is restorative. I could do a whole talk sometime on just sleep. Um, But what I love when you watch cats or you know, the horses, like they come in and out of these meditative states or these sleep states, you know, frequently. And Mm -hmm. so they're not, um, they're not going, they're not burning the candles at both ends, right? And that was something I used to do quite a bit, burnt myself out. And the, once the adrenals get burnt out, which it does from cortisol and stress, ultimately it takes a while to repair them. And a lot of people don't, they don't realize that they have to change that until it's too late. And so part of why I'm a coach, I'm not a health coach, but I certainly have a holistic approach of wellness when I'm coaching, you know, is Mm -hmm. the horses are not going to stress their systems out. They can and will colic. So it's how do we, how do they rest? How do they meditate? How do they focus on basic needs first? Right. And, How do they reset really quickly, even if they do get spooked or stressed? How do Mm -hmm. they come back to, you know, grazing and being? And so I think for people, they watch the horses also breathe. We breathe with them. We meditate with them. We will journal and look at what, what they're teaching just by their way of being. They're calm. I love working with little kids sometimes that are really kind of stressed out. Because they're, I'm like, what do you notice about the horses? And the word is always calm. She's really calm. And I'm like, yeah. And why why do you think that is beneficial to her? You know, and how could that be beneficial to you? And, you know, what mm-hmm. does calm bring us, right? So we have these these conversations about calm, about centering, about being, that, you know, you don't usually have with other human beings because we're all so similar in our you know, kind of egoic pursuits um, and the busyness of life. So the other thing that's coming into share, Joyce, is that we as humans are so connected to our technology, right, to our devices. Mm -hmm. The animals in nature are not. So when people come, besides taking a couple photos at the end, our phones are not on. We're not thinking about all the people that we need to get back to and all the things on our to-do list. Like, we're really in the moment. And Mm -hmm. I find that technology is depleting us significantly. And it's not something that people are talking about, but I think within the next couple of years, it's going to be a lot more out about technology addiction. And it's something I'm Mm -hmm. really passionate about myself. Um, And I think that there's so much for just even taking a couple hours to be outside. If it's a walk or if it's, I've been doing yoga outside lately, which I love, you know, or coming and doing a session with a horse it's like so powerful to have your phone away, your computer away, your TV away, so that that mm-hmm. energy is not. And that's and that's energy the way a horse's energy, the way a mountain is energy, the way we are energy. And it's just like, what vibrations coming through that device versus through a horse? Yeah. 
right? That's what mm-hmm. I think about. Mm-hmm. So, and the horses don't like the devices. They will literally ask me to turn mine off or they'll knock it out of my hand. It's been fun to watch them with that. So, oh, oh that is so, that is so neat because I was just thinking the same thing because if I have my phone with me when I'm out and I eat dings or something and I look, I can just see the look in their eyes like, why are you bothering with that? Just put it away. Yeah. You really don't need it right now. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. I noticed it last night because I was still on this, like, I got to do things mode when I went to be with my goat girls. And I was sitting there. And normally they come over and they want to snuggle and they want scratches and they want to connect. And I was on my phone just flipping through stuff and they none of them came over to me. <laughs> And I'm like, you know, this is what happens. Like, they really are not interested in that in that world. And and um, yeah, it's just it's fascinating because um, I've heard also the cats. If you ever watch cats, they will stalk their prey, and they stare it down in many ways. And so cats look at us on these computers like we're just stalking prey all day. Like they they're like, why is that human just stalking that computer? So it's interesting. It's not, you know, it's a very different world that we live in. So the thing that I, my revolutionary self-care hack, which is my favorite one of all time, is Mm -hmm. a technology Shabbat. And it's a full day. It's like from one evening to the next evening, phone, computer, and TV's off. If someone needs you on your phone, then you let them know that you're not going to be available. And this is a great thing for families to go do stuff together. Ideally, you're also mm-hmm. not out spending money and, and doing a bunch of new things. You're really focusing more on the inner world. But I think that's in many ways what quarantine was about for us, this long kind of Shabbat. And I use the word Shabbat. I understand that's a Jewish terminology, but it's really a period of rest and mm-hmm. and um, nothingness that is incredibly restorative. So, Yes. Oh, yes, I I agree. Just uh, shut the phones off for a while and just go out and enjoy nature or enjoy the animals and not have the dinging in the back of your mind going, okay, who's texting, who's calling, what do I need to do next? It, it is just amazing how much better it can be and how much more relaxed you can become with that uh, noise not in the background. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Turn off noises. I never, I never have noises on. They make me crazy. If other, if I'm around other people who have their noises on, I'm just like, oh, gosh. Like, because it is. It's just, it's another stress thing. It gives the body that little mm-hmm. adrenaline hit. And, and then we become a little addicted to adrenaline, which is also not super healthy because, yeah. like, in, in male bodies, it's okay because it works well with testosterone. But in female bodies, it actually works against us to have that much adrenaline flowing through us. So that's important also for, for people to know and, you know, to just minimize as much as possible. It really is about balance, and I don't love that word, but it is about, I like the word synergy, which is things work together for a greater good. But ultimately yeah. it is like <laughs> how do we recenter quickly when we're off track? Mm-hmm. And that is what the animals do, and they show us, the value of the parasympathetic nervous system, which I think humans really, really need to learn. So oh, yeah. <laughs> that's my two cents no, on that. Good. I needed to learn it myself. Yeah. 
<laughs> you and me both. I loved it. That was great. Yeah, I was a I'm a reformed type A. I'm a type. I call myself a type B plus now. So, <laughs> and I help my clients get out of type A if it's driving them crazy, because it was driving me nuts. So, oh, oh, that's great. Oh, Kate, this has just been incredible. I cannot believe how quickly these, this interview has gone. You have given so much great information for our listeners today. I, I loved every moment of it. It was just great. And everything you said just resonated so much. It was just absolutely beautiful, Kate. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. You are so welcome. And I am so looking forward to in October when we can chat again and you can share some more knowledge with our listeners on another topic. Just incredible. I loved it. (laughs) Thank you, Kate. Thank you. And you are so welcome. And I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in to this incredible podcast with Kate Nelligan. And be sure to tune in next October or in October on the third Thursday when Kate will be sharing more information. And be sure to check out all the other hosts on divasetcare.com and listen to all the shows on the incredible women that they are interviewing also. Remember, have a fantastic day. Be kind to all. Take a few minutes and go out in nature or be with your animals today and give your animals that great big extra hug and share your love with them. And until we connect again on Robust Lifestyles, stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.